Welcome to Seeking Scripture Deep Diving Bible Study. I'm Christy Jordan, and I want to help you develop a firsthand relationship with the whole Word of God. For links and graphics mentioned in my podcast, please visit the corresponding post on SeekingScripture.com. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. Good morning, siblings. Today, we begin the book of Ecclesiastes. Our readings are Ecclesiastes 1 through 4. Rabbit Trails. Christie's Thoughts. These and five books will get you a cup of coffee. Now, for y'all listening on audio, what do I mean by that? I mean, these are my thoughts. Do not give them the same weight as the Word of God. Take them as what they are, the thoughts of a sister. Imagine you are an old man. You've lived a long life. You've known great peace and great war. You've been the subject of acclaim, adoration, and fame. You've had riches untold bestowed upon you. You've had great success and tremendous failure. And now you're old and looking back on it all, examining the course of your life in order to pull the wisdom from each season. Then. You sit down to share that wisdom. That is how I view Ecclesiastes. Who wrote Ecclesiastes? It is widely believed that Solomon wrote this book, and we see evidence throughout to back this up, beginning with the first line where the author says he is the son of David. Now, granted, a son of David could be any male in the line of David. But in verse 116, we see the author say, I said in my heart, I have acquired great wisdom, surpassing all who were over Jerusalem before me, and my heart has had great experience of wisdom and knowledge. I apologize for that rustling you probably heard in the background there. My puppy, Honey, is in here with me recording these, and it keeps her out of trouble, so we just roll with it. You'll probably hear some more noise from her throughout. (laughs) So this verse seems to point to King Solomon in 1 Kings 3, 12 and 1 Chronicles 1, 11. We should also note that no other son of David was king over Jerusalem besides Solomon. See Ecclesiastes 1, 1. Now, the Hebrew name for this book is Kohelet, which means he who convenes or addresses an assembly. Digging deeper through words. Depending on the version you're reading, the first line, and also Ecclesiastes 1.12, Ecclesiastes 7.12, Ecclesiastes 12.9, and Ecclesiastes 12.10, has the author referring to himself as either the preacher or the teacher. Now, in today's world, there's a pretty big difference in meaning between these two words, although they do overlap in areas. Since there is a difference among translations here, let us go see what the Hebrew word is so we can stand a better chance of discerning the author's original intention. If you're listening on audio, you should definitely visit this post when you can to click on the links I'm about to talk about. Click here on Bible Hub. Now, this link is going to show you that that one verse and multiple translations. It's easy to scroll down and see how the different translations vary of that verse. Now, if you'll go up to the top, you'll see a light blue horizontal strip in the middle of two medium blue strips going across the page. Look for the word interlin or INT, depending on if you're on your phone or a desktop. Click that to pull up the original language of this verse, which is Hebrew in this case. If you can't find the interlinear button, interlinear button, <laughs> just click the link below. 
Note that Hebrew is read right to left. Now, look for the word teacher and click the number over it to see the number assigned to that word in the concordance. The link that you'll click is below. The word is, transliterated from Hebrew to English, koheleth. A definition you'll see here is a collector of sentences, a preacher. If you scroll down that page, under where you see Brown Driver Briggs, it's listed other, suggestion, other suggested verses that we can check further to glean the meaning from how this term is used. One of those is Ecclesiastes 12.10, which says, and I'm looking at the Hebrew to English, the preacher sought to find acceptable words and upright truth. A collector and seeker of information and wisdom. That is how I view this word. Ecclesiastes 7.27 further backs this up. It reads, Behold, this is what I found, says the preacher, while adding one thing to another to find the scheme of things, which my soul has sought repeatedly, but I have not found. Okay, I took you far enough down that rabbit trail. Time to move on. Ecclesiastes 2.13 seems to be a theme of this book. It reads, Then I saw that there is more gain in wisdom than in folly and there is more gain in light than in darkness. Ecclesiastes 3.14 reads, I perceived that whatever God does endures forever. Nothing can be added to it, nor anything taken from it. Note, the Hebrew word being translated here as God is Elohim. We have seen in our reading and in our world today that man has made an attempt to both take away and add to Yahweh's word, wisdom, and declarations. However, Yahweh endures forever. He is timeless. His word is timeless, and his truth is eternal. All that man has attempted to disprove that is true about him, or has attempted to prove true that is false regarding his character of wisdom, grace, and authority, will fade away, and the Father will still remain, unfazed by what amounts to barely a trivial effort. All of man's folly will pass away, and Yahweh will still reign, as he does now, regardless. Ecclesiastes 3, 1-8 is a well-quoted verse with moving wisdom that you no doubt recognize, and most, if not all of us, have pondered at some point in our lives, regardless of whether or not we have read the passage in our Bibles. That's Ecclesiastes 3, 1-8. It's been quoted by famous historical figures and made even more famous by a song. I really enjoy Ecclesiastes and find within this book wisdom that can save us a lot of heartache if we only heed it. But then again, we've been seeing that same kind of wisdom since Genesis 1. May the Father bless us with better sense than we've had in the past and better sense still as we grow older and closer to Him. Test everything. Hold tight to what is good. 1 Thessalonians 5.21 We are saved by grace alone. Obedience is not the root of our salvation, but it is the fruit. May Yahweh bless the reading of His Word. I love y'all. Bye-bye.